and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. Hey, we are in the last week of a series that we've been calling We Are Generous. And, uh, you know, I can't, I really, before I even get there, I just have to, you know, we're just, Jen, we're just singing this song that fear has no hold on you. Man, I really wish I had this video, Paxton. We're going to have to show that video. If you guys need spiders killed, just ask, ask Paxton McReynolds. He will come and kill spiders for you at your house. He loves them. And uh, anyway, but we have a video. We'll be showing you that one in the next few weeks. And uh, it might even be online, but uh, you were a brave man. A brave man. I was proud of mankind when I saw you hit your wife with a Kleenex box. I was proud of you. All right. Everybody's like, what in the world? We will show you. You will see it. But anyway, hey, we're in the final week of a series that we've been calling We Are Generous. And we get this idea from Acts chapter 2, because if there was ever a generous group of people we see that this New Testament church was generous. And the Bible actually tells us they shared everything they had and they met the needs of everyone who was around them. And as a result, they were tremendously blessed. Now, when I say that they were tremendously blessed by God, one thing I want you to hear right from the beginning is I'm going to talk to you today about the blessings of God. I'm going to talk to you about the benefits of being generous. But I want you to hear that when I say that they were blessed by God, I'm not only talking about financial blessing, all right? And so I want to talk to you today. I'm not just up here talking about money. We're talking about being generous. And how many know being generous does not only include money, right? I think sometimes when a church hears a pastor say we want to be generous, we get nervous. think pastor's trying to get in my pocketbook. That's not anything at all. But we do want to be generous. We want to be like the New Testament church. And that New Testament church, the Bible actually tells us that as they were generous and as they met the needs of everyone around them, they gained favor with the world around them and people become, began to know Jesus. And that's the point of it all. We want people to know Jesus. And I believe people begin to know Jesus better by our generosity. So I have a question for you all today. How many of you in this room would raise your hand and say, you want to be blessed? Raise your hand if you want to be blessed. Those that aren't raising their hands are liars or they have taken a vow of you know, poverty. I don't know, but I want to be blessed. Ephesians chapter 1, 3, Paul tells us we are blessed with every blessing in heaven. And I don't know anyone who wouldn't like to be blessed But one thing I'm learning, I haven't got it all figured out yet. I'm still working on this because I'm just like all of you. I can have selfish tendencies. I like myself and I like my needs met and I I like things a certain way. So I'm, I'm wrestling with this even as I communicate this message. I want to learn to fully be generous in every single thing that I do. But one thing I'm learning is that my level of generosity determines my level of blessing. My level of generosity determines my level of blessing. And listen to me, again, not just talking about money. If I'm generous with my time, I'm going to get more time back. If I'm generous with love towards my wife and my kids, I've found out that the better I love, the more love I get back. But when I'm selfish and when I'm focused on my wants and my needs, it's reciprocal. All right? 
Acts chapter 20, verse 35 tells us it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And again, this could be talking about anything. Love, time, treasure, dollars. It could be anything. Acts 20, verse 35, and another translation says it this way. Giving brings a far greater blessing than receiving. The challenge is that so many of us think that being blessed with every blessing, we see that as getting more. When the reality is to experience, I want you to hear me, to experience the blessings that God has for you, we must be generous. Let me say it again. Many of us think this idea of being blessed with more is all about getting. But really, you are blessed when you are generous. Look at Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24 and 25. It says this, generosity brings prosperity. And it's natural to think, it's natural to think, if I'm generous, I'm going to have less. If I give you $10, I'm going to have $10 less. It's natural to think that way. It's natural to think if I give, I'm going to have less. But the Bible tells us multiple times when you give freely, you get even more. Again, don't just sit here thinking, pastor's just trying to get us to talk about money. No, if you give love away freely, guess what you're going to get back even more of? Love. If you give away time freely, guess what the Lord is going to help you manage better? Time. When you give... It's biblical. You get it back. But check out the next part of this verse. We don't like this part of the verse. It says generosity brings prosperity, but we don't like the second part of the verse. It says, but withholding from charity brings poverty. So the Bible tells us, hey, there's this other person. You have one person who's generous. They have an open hand and they give. You have this other person that has, they have the benefit to give time. They have the ability to give some of their treasure. They have the ability to give love, but they live with fear that if I give something away, it's going to mean that I'm going to have something less. And so the Bible says, if you don't give, it's actually the opposite of what you want. You're actually going to have less. Logic says, if I give, I'm going to have less. Logic says, if I'm not generous, I'm actually going to have more. But that's not the world we live in. We live in the biblical kingdom. Give and will be given to you. I love what Proverbs 11 verse 25 says. Listen to this verse. Those who live to bless others, listen to this line here, will have blessings heaped upon themselves. I don't know about you, but I want blessings heaped on me. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. The key to favor, the key to blessing, the key to, I believe, living the life that God has called us to live is generosity. So Destiny Church, I'm not just preaching a message today to increase our giving. I'm preaching a message today that's not just a message, it's a core value of our house. We want to be generous. And today I'm calling us to be generous 
not just with our pocketbooks, but with our friendship and with our love and with our time and with our giftings and with our heart. Be generous with others. This is what I'm calling us to. Be generous with every single area of our lives. I love what 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 24 from the Message Bible says this. Listen to what it says. This is the end of it. It says, we want to live well. And I, when I read that, I was like, yeah, who doesn't? Who in this room doesn't want to live well? We want to live well. I want to be blessed. If you ask, do you want to be blessed, Pastor Chad? Hands up, yes, I want to be blessed. Financially, I want to be blessed. Relationally, I want to be blessed. Spiritually, I want to be blessed. Health, I want, I want the blessings of God that the Bible says are mine. I want those. I want to live with those blessings. I think for so long we have this mentality that says we don't ever want to say, I want the blessings that God has. We want to live well, but listen to this. Listen to what the next part of this verse says. But our foremost efforts should be to help others live well. I don't think we ever read that part of the verse. We read the part of the verse that says, I want to live well. I want, I want, meet my needs. Bless me, bless me. That's great. God wants to bless you. But I believe the key to us living well is being a blessing to others. And when we bless others, the Bible says God opens up heaven and gives it back to us. You say, how do you know that, Pastor Chad? Well, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 tells us this. Pastor Mark, our Marshfield campus pastor and I, we were talking back and forth this week about this message, and we started talking about these verses. I want you to pick it up in verse 6. We're going to spend quite a, a few moments here on these verses, but I want you to hear this. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, pick it up in verse 6. This is Paul speaking. Listen to what he says here. Whoever sows sparingly hmm, will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. James L. Kraft, the founder of Kraft Cheese, um, probably all of us in this room have eaten a piece of Kraft Cheese's cheese in our life, or we've like sprayed it out of a can. We've got some Kraft Cheese somewhere along the way. Well, I didn't realize this. He was a believer, and he believed in passages of scripture like this so much that he decided to change. And he said, I'm not going to be just a 10% giver. And he made the decision in his life that he was going to be a 25% giver and live off of 75%. And listen to what he said. He said, the only investment I have ever made that is consistently paid off with increasing dividends is the money I've given to the Lord. With this scripture in mind, I want us to think about this farmer. Whoever sows sparingly, reaps sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. I want us to think about a farmer. It's planting season. And if a farmer has seeds in his hands, or let's imagine that he has a little pouch around his waist that he has seeds in. And he knows that if he plants a lot of seed, he's going to get a big harvest. But if he holds on to those seeds, he's going to have more seeds. Well, guess what? That farmer who sows sparingly will have a small crop. 
Yes, he's going to have more seed in his hand, but I've never seen anybody eating just the seed. The purpose of the seed is to produce a harvest. Let me say it again. The purpose of the seed is to produce a harvest. And you cannot produce a harvest unless you plant the seed. And some of us are sitting around. This is from the Lord. I just feel like the Lord is speaking right now. Some of us are waiting for a harvest with the seed still in our hand. God can't give you a harvest until you release the seed. And so we have this farmer who is sparingly sowing seed. And guess what? When the harvest comes, guess what he's going to get? He's going to get a small harvest back because that's what he planted. Yeah, he's going to have more seed in his hand. He's going to have more seed in his barn. But he's not going to have a harvest. But the one who took the seed and just lavishly threw it out on the ground because he trusted in the work that he had done and he trusted that it was going to rain and he trusted that if he planted it, he was going to get more back. Guess what? His barn is going to overflow with harvest. And I believe that's what God wants to do in us. If you'll just release the seed that God has put in your hand, he will give you a harvest. But too many of us are holding on to the seed and we're wondering, why hasn't my ship come in, right? Well, you haven't planted. Another way we could think of this scripture is this. If you generously plant oranges, guess what you're going to get in abundance? Oranges. If you generously plant apples, what are you going to get? You're going to get apples, I was thinking about this when I was reading this. Um, Tasha and I have done some yard work in our backyard. And um, we uh, planted and we got our yard ready and summertime comes and it kills off all the grass. And so the backyard did not look like we wanted it to. And so we waited and September finally rolls around and I'm anxiously, actually not I'm anxiously, she's anxiously awaiting for me to plant grass seed because she wants grass. And Malik is wanting grass because he wants us to put up his trampoline that we got him a year ago. And I said, I can't put it up until there's grass. But anyway, little did he know that I kept killing grass where I was going to put the trampoline. But I, anyway, no, that's a lie. But anyway, but no, I noticed we planted grass seed and I had this area and my boys helped me plant the grass seed, specifically Maddox. And I found out as I've watched the grass grow, he was generous with planting that grass seed and we have a fire pit area, and now I've got grass growing in the fire pit area. Why? Because he put seed out. <laughs> Listen to me. I believe that's something the Lord's trying to say to us. Wherever you put seed, he's going to give you a harvest. Some of you aren't planting seed. You're not going to get a harvest. So if you generously sow time, you're going to get time back. Yeah, if you sow money, you're going to get money back. If you sow friendship, you're going to get friendship back. That's what the Bible says. Whatever you sow you reap. Whatever you sow, you reap. I ask you today, what are you sowing? What are you sowing? He goes on to verse, in verse 7 to say this, each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly nor under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Each man should give what he's decided in his heart to give 
Well, this word cheerful is the word in the, in the New Testament. It's a Greek word. It's, the only, it's only used in the New Testament here. It's the word hilaros. And it's where we actually get the English word hilarious. And it actually means cheerful and joyous. But listen to this. But it also means being cheerful and joyous with a sense of readiness. God is looking for people who have a sense of readiness to be generous. They're cheerful. They're excited to be generous. I wonder today, are you a cheerful giver who is ready to give? Are you someone who gives under compulsion and guilt? What kind of giver are you today? Look at verse eight. This is key. When we're generous, on the other side of generosity, our promise is a blessing. Again, not just financial. All right, let's look at it, verse eight. And God will generously provide all that you need. Now, wouldn't that be great if that was just all the scripture said, but we have to look before that, right? If you sow, you reap, right? We have to look at all the scripture. We can't just pick out one and say, well, God said he would generously provide. No, there's always, there's conditions. If you do this, God says, I will do this. That's how it is. That's how it works. If you are generous, the Bible says, verse 8, God will generously provide all you need, then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over. Can I tell you that's one of the names of God? You say God's name is plenty left over? No, he is a God of more than enough. He has plenty left over. His supply never runs out. He is a God of more than enough. Let's read this verse again. After you sow generously, think that through. After I sow generously, what are you sowing? What do you need? Let me ask it this way. What do you need? You need a financial miracle? Then what are you sowing financially? You need a marriage miracle? Then what are you sowing into your marriage? You need a time miracle, then what kind of time are you sowing? Think about that. What are you sowing? After you sow generously, listen to what it says. God will generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need. And listen to this. And plenty left over to what? Share with others. That's the purpose. Generosity is so we can share with others. Let me ask you again. What are you sowing? Are you generously sowing your time, your talent, and your treasure? Or are you stingy? Are you like this little boy? I heard this story about a little boy. His dad was a pastor in Indiana. And this, and this pastor had two sons, and he would always take his two sons to prayer meeting with him on Thursday morning. And uh, the youngest son would always sit by an older man in the church by the name of George. And George, every Thursday morning, would come to a prayer meeting, and he would bring one donut and every Thursday morning, George would take that donut and he would break it in half right down the middle and he'd eat a half and he'd give the other half to the youngest son. Well, one Sunday morning, George is sitting by this youngest son in church and this youngest son has a giant bag of Cheerios. And George leans over to the little boy during church and says, can I have some Cheerios? Little boy looks at George, takes out one Cheerio, breaks it in half and gives George half a Cheerio. I think that's our mentality sometimes. God generously gives us of what he has, and we have an abundant supply, and we give him just a little piece. I wonder, are you a generous, generous giver, or are you a halfway giving away a Cheerio giver? 
kind of giver are you? What kind of giver are you? Look at verse 11. Yes, God will give you so much that you can give away much. Another translation says it this way. When you're generous, you will be enriched in every way. Again, this is not just talking about finances. I want you to hear me. If you limit the blessings of God to finances only, you're missing out on the blessings of God. Are there financial blessings available in the kingdom of God? Yes, I believe that with all of my heart. But if we limit the blessings of God to only what can happen with my pocketbook, you are missing the mark. Verse 11 goes on to say, no, here, I want to say this before that. God wants to give to you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or imagine in every single area of your life, not just your pocketbook. God wants to give you exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask in your marriage. God wants to give you exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask in your relationships. God wants to give you exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask in your health. God wants to give you exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask in your spiritual walk. God wants to give you exceedingly, abundantly, above all in every single area of your life. But I wonder today, what are you sowing? Are you getting this? This is one of these messages I knew, you know, I I like to preach when you get into it a little bit, but this is one of those when I'm preaching, I'm thinking they're going to sit there and stare at me. Either they're getting it or they tuned me out the moment I started talking about generosity. So just act like you're getting it. All right. Verse 11 goes on to say, listen here, when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will break out in thanksgiving and praise to God for your help. Think about this. When we are generous just like we see in Acts chapter 2, and just like we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 11, when we are generous and they take it to others, they give God praise and their lives are changed. And that's what this is all about. Why do we want to be generous? Because our calling is to be blessings to others. That's it. And I, don't, I know we don't like to think about that. We want the blessings for ourselves. Now, With all of this being said today, I have a question for you that I hope just kind of digs at your heart. And I want you to think about this question. And I want you to reflect and I want you to ponder. And my my prayer and my hope is that this question I'm getting ready to ask you does in you what it's been doing in me the last few weeks. Knowing that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Knowing that the Bible tells us and calls us to be a blessing to others. And knowing that if we sow generously, according to Scripture, we will reap generously, let me ask you a question. Why are we not more generous? Why are we stingy? Why does the church have money problems? Global. Why does the church have problems with people serving? Why do we have marriage problems? I think it's because we're stingy. Why are we not more generous? I think the answer is real simple. Here's what I believe. We are not generous. You ready for it? You ready for a gut punch? I believe it's because we don't trust God. I say that with a smile. Let me ask you a question. This is, this is one that's really been kind of messing with me lately as I've been thinking about my level of generosity. You say you trust God with your eternal soul. 
but you can't trust him with $50. It's quiet in here. I think it's because we don't trust God. We don't trust that God can handle our money. We don't trust that there's time available to us. We don't trust that God can fix our relationships. We don't trust that God can handle our friendships. We don't trust God. And as a result, we come to God with closed hands, closed fists. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes about these closed fists. And I want to talk to you for just a few minutes to wrap it up today about three mindsets that I see that are in the church. Three mindsets that I see that are in the church. Number one is the bag mindset. The bag mindset. The bag mindset says there's not enough. No matter how much I have or how much I've been blessed, there's never enough. There's never enough. I believe this is the mindset where most of us in the church live today. The bag mindset. Okay? Hey, I've had like, I've preached once in the last six, eight weeks. The Lord's been stirring me, all right? And when he stirs me, it messes with me, and so therefore I got to mess with you, all right? The first mindset, the bag mindset, is where I would say that 75% of Christians live. Where'd you get that stat? I made it up, but it's just kind of what I believe. Now, here's why, I'm, here's why I may give you that number. Because I think most Christians say one of three things. We would like to be generous, Pastor, but we simply don't have enough to be generous. Or we would like to be generous, Pastor, and you're not going to say this one to me, but I'll just say it for you. But really, Pastor, I'm too selfish to be generous. Ouch. Or number three, Pastor, I'd really like to be generous, but this is a big one. I really don't trust God enough to be generous. Haggai chapter one, verse six, paints a picture of the bag mindset. Ready? Take a good hard look at your life. Think it over. You've spent a lot of money, but you don't have much to show for it. You keep filling your plates, but you never get filled up. You keep drinking and drinking and drinking, but you're always thirsty. You put on layer after layer of clothing, but you can't get warm. And the people who work for you, what are they getting out of it? Not much. Listen, a leaky, rusted bucket. That's what. That's the bag mindset. No matter what I do, pastor, there's never enough. And can I just ask you, can I just from the bottom of my heart as your pastor, can I beg you for 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 your own enjoyment in life, but for the world that we are called to reach, can we please break this mindset in the body of Christ today? Can we break this mindset? Can we get out of this mindset that says, I have a bag that is full of holes and therefore I never have enough to be generous and we always come to God with closed fists. Listen to me, you don't have to be wealthy to be generous. You're just talking to the wealthy people. No, I am not. Because you don't have to be wealthy to give up your time. 
You don't have to be wealthy to give of your friendship. You don't have to be wealthy to give love. You don't have to be wealthy to give something from your pocket. Pastor Chad, I can't give. Well, the Bible tells us that there was this widow who the Lord watched her give, and she gave a mite, and it was absolutely worth nothing. It was like pennies, but the Lord says she's more generous than any of you. Why? Because she gave of all of her abundance. And I just want to tell you, you don't have to have a million dollars to give. You just have to have the right heart. Generosity is not what my bank account says. Generosity is what my heart says. And I'm just asking us today, let's break this mindset that says, I don't have enough. I don't trust or I'm too selfish. And let's be a church that lives like this. What do you need? I want to help you meet that need. Are we getting it? God wants you to live with open hands so he can bless you more. But I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me. When you live like this, not only are you not generous, but I want you to hear me, you also can't receive. Let's prove it. Jeff, bring me those coins. All right. Chandler Childs, come here. I want you to close both hands. I want you to hold them open like you're trying to get something, but I want you to, you cannot open your hands. I want you to catch these coins. You ready? Come on. You cheater, drop them. <laughs> drop them, you cheat bag, all right? You cannot open your hands. That's what we try to do. Whoop, I got one, God. No, this is our mentality right here, okay? Come on. Get the blessings of the Lord. Come on. All right, look at all this money I dropped. How much money do you have in your hand? Uh, 17, 22, 25 cents. 25 cents. Okay? Drop those. Now hold your hands open. Let's see if it changes. Okay? Now you can catch whatever you can catch. Let's actually put them together. All right? Because I think the Lord has more for you. All right? I think the Lord has more for you. Now can you count it? Not right here, I can't. No. <laughs> Which way is better to live? Like this. All right? Well, that's yours. Go home. Right. There you go. <laughs> All right? Jeremiah's like, yes! <laughs> Look at him. Jeremiah, hey, Jeremiah, now time to do that with you. Like, I got my hands. Let's live with open hands. Let's live with open hands. Second one is a better mindset. And I think some of us in the church live here. But this is the basket mindset. The basket mindset. This is that person that begins to believe that God is a God of more than enough. God is an abundant supplier. He has more than enough. We don't, in Destiny Church, we don't want to have a bag mindset. We don't have a basket mindset. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 through 6. This is an incredible chapter uh, on the blessings of God. But it says, if you fully obey the Lord your God, what was one of the commandments? What's one of the things we want to do? One of the, it's not a commandment, but one of the challenges of God is if we give generously, we get generously. So when we see scriptures like this, if you fully obey the Lord your God, we have to take all of scripture into context and understand the Lord's saying, if you're generous, if you give, what's okay? 
and carefully keep all the commands I'm giving you today. Listen to what it says. The Lord will set you high above all the nations on the world, and you will experience all these blessings if you obey, obey the Lord your God. Listen to me. You want the blessings of God, then let's be generous. Why? Because your towns and your fields will be blessed. I want that. Your children and your crops will be blessed. I want that. Your offspring, your herds, your flocks will be blessed. Your fruit baskets and your breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you'll be blessed. I love that. I love the story of the feeding of the 5,000. It's an incredible story about generosity. You say, how is that a story about generosity? Well, the story of the feeding of the 5,000 could have just as easily been a story about a bag mindset. Because what you see happening here in this story of the feeding of the 5,000 is Jesus has been teaching, and you sit there and think, man, Pastor Chad's gone more than 30 minutes today. Well, Jesus had been preaching for hours. Some people say he'd been preaching for days, all right? He's going on, and he's the energizer bunny of messages. He's going. And now the people are getting hangry, right? Have you ever been hangry? Hungry and angry, all right? They're hangry, right? And somebody in the crowd's like, you your stomach's growling. Mine too. I'm hungry. And so one of the disciples is like, hey, we got to have some food. Let's send the people away. But I want you to picture, I want you to hear this, this little story about this little boy. He could have very easily had a bag mindset. They said, you know what? All I've got, all I have is five pieces of bread and two pieces of fish that his mama packed for him. Aren't you glad for all the mamas that always pack our sack lunch, Right? This little, this little boy, he could have easily, I, I want you to picture this. He could have been like so many of us, he could have said, oh, this is, this is mine. He could have been like Gollum, you know, from Lord of the Rings. My precious. He could have been, I mean, that could have, he could have done all of that. He could have hoarded, he could have hid, he could have got away. This is my food, this is mine. My mom gave it to me. This is my blessing, mine, mine, mine. But no, he's like, hey, I got something. I got something. And so this little boy gives five loaves and two fish, and he's like, hey, I don't have much. This very easily could have been a backstory, but it's a basket story. You say, how is this a basket story? Well, this little boy gives this little sack lunch to the Lord, and Jesus takes this little sack lunch, and he lifts it up to heaven, and he blesses it, and and it multiplies. And there are 5,000 men present, not counting women and children, so probably 15,000, 20,000 people present in the place. And, this, and the Lord takes this little boy's lunch and he feeds everybody. That in and of itself would be an incredible story, but the story doesn't stop there. Jesus then tells the disciples, hey, go gather all the food that's left. And guess what they had? 12 baskets overflowing. That is the mindset we want to have. Lord, I don't have much, but what I do have, I'm going to give you. Here you go. And guess what? When you have that mindset that says, God, I don't have much. I don't have enough. But what I do have, I'm going to give you. When that is our mindset and we give, the Lord blesses and we have more than enough. That's the mindset we want to have here at Destiny Church. But there's a third mindset that I want to close with. There's a third mindset. It, uh, it's not, I don't know that a whole lot of people have this mindset, but it's the barn mindset. The barn mindset. You say, what's the barn mindset, Pastor Chad? Well, let's move past the bag and past the basket. And they now have barns that are overflowing. So what are you talking about? Well, there's a story about Joseph in the Bible. Joseph was faithful in the pit and he got promoted to a prison. (laughs) And Joseph is faithful in a prison 
and he gets promoted to a palace. And when he's in the palace, he's faithful with what the Lord's giving him. And there comes a famine in the land. And nobody has. And they come to Joseph. And what can Joseph say? I've got barns that are overflowing. And that's the mindset that I believe that the Lord has for many of us. I've not got a bag. I've not got a basket. I've got a barn. And I'm wondering today, Destiny Church, what kind of mindset do we want to have? Again, remember, this is not just talking about money. This is every single area of your life. We want to be generous with our time. We want to be generous with our talent. And we want to be generous with our treasure. I close with this. I heard a story that there are three kinds of givers. Flint, the sponge, and the honeycomb. And I want you to think about it today and wonder which kind of giver are you? What do you mean, Pastor Chad? The flint, the sponge, the honeycomb. Well, the flint, to get anything out of the flint, you have to hammer it. And once you hammer it, all you're going to get is a few chips and a few sparks. The sponge, you're going to get a little bit more, but again, you have to give it pressure and you have to squeeze it. And the harder you squeeze, the more you get out of the sponge. But the honeycomb, it just overflows with honey. I want to be the honeycomb. I don't want to have to have pressure to be a giver. I just want my heart to overflow with the blessings of God. I ask you today as we close, what are you sowing? Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.